G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Some of these people have been really putting out arguments which are saying that Christianity and other religions have contributed nothing to society, but ignoring the fact that more than 80% of the world are deeply religious. And there must be something behind that. That they're also ignoring a lot of very, very well-established historical facts. Unfortunately, as our children get older, they will increasingly hear negative information about the Christian faith. Things like, religion is the root of all evil, or that, overall, it has had a negative impact on society. I'm Eric Scadabo, and on today's Focus on the Family Australia, we're going to counteract some of this misinformation with historical truth to set the record straight. Our guest is Dr. Jim Rawson, OAM, the former director of Scripture Union, Queensland. He's currently involved in ministry on several university campuses. He'll share some of the wonderful contributions that people of faith have made to society. That's all coming up on today's Focus on the Family, Australia. Jim Rawson, welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. It's great to be here. Now, I have become aware that you are concerned about some of the misinformation about people of faith and Christians in general, and you were so inspired on this topic— that you wrote a paper called Why and How Christianity Changed Humanity. Is that right? That's right. That's right, I did. I wrote it for my university students that I've been working with. So, yeah, let's find out a little bit about your background. You regularly talk with university students? I do. I try and uh, mentor around about 20 university students, and I have a great time with them. I hope they have a great time with me, but I have a great time with them. But some of them have been disturbed by some of the information that they've read in Richard Dawkins' book, the God Delusion. So Richard Dawkins, probably the most famous atheist around these days? I think he probably is, yes. In my time at university, it was Bertrand Russell. Okay, but, so the names might have changed, but basically a lot of the misinformation that they're saying about faith is somewhat the same? That's right. It's, it's, it hasn't changed very much, in fact, the arguments. just uh, They've become, what I'd say, more polemic, more argumentative, more directive. Uh, yes, they've been really, I guess, uh, more militant mm-hmm. than they have been in the past. So you don't have to be on a university campus too long before people will start challenging faith and saying you know various things it's outdated it's bad is that the kind of things you're hearing on the university campuses yes particularly if you come from a faith perspective and even if you're a a university lecturer who wants to put their faith out there quite often uh, there'll be people that are quite angry that they would mention that they have faith because it's a secular university and uh, you're not supposed to have a faith position okay so like i said you wanted to counteract some of this misinformation. So you wrote this paper. And before we get into some of your content of that paper, what is your background? Why should people listen to you? Well, I guess uh, I did my doctorate in in veterinary science at uh, Sydney University after studying science. I was really a pure scientist in organic chemistry. 
and I went overseas and did postdoctoral studies in the United States and moved into the area of the pharmaceutical industry uh, where we were manufacturing steroids and I was in charge of manufacturing 50% of the world's uh, steroids. Uh, oh, wow. So was, that was part of my study. But then later on, I moved into substantial management. And then I did a Master of Administration to help me in management area. And later on, I did a counselling degree. But I've always oh, read wow. <laughs> very, very widely. And particularly, uh, I've been interested in history mm-hmm. and what has happened in history. And I don't want us to repeat the same mistakes of history mm-hmm. where people have either ignored things that are important or followed things that are unimportant. And so I want my students not to be deceived. And so you've researched into this on your own. Yes. What is it that really got you started down this road? What has inspired you to want to you know, correct the record? Well, I have felt that some of these uh, well-known atheists like Sam Harris and Richard Dawkins, uh, Peter Hitchens, um, Christopher Hitchens, uh, Peter Hitchens is his brother. Who is a uh, Christian. <laughs> yeah, he was a Christian, actually, yep, yep. yes. Some of these people have been really putting out uh, arguments, which is saying that Christianity and other religions have contributed nothing to society, but ignoring the fact that more than 80% of the world are deeply religious. And there must be something behind that, that they're also ignoring a lot of very, very well-established historical facts and emphasizing other historical facts, which are true too, Mm -hmm. but they're putting a weight on those facts that is unbalanced and Mm -hmm. unfair. It's a bit of cherry-picking going on. Very much cherry-picking, that's correct. So if you had a grudge against someone well, in this case, against God, and you wanted people to not like God or not believe in him, you would go through history and find the negative stuff and just talk about that. That's right, and there's plenty of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unfortunately. And, 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 and that's what, uh, that's what they choose. But they don't analyze what is the background of it, what was the culture of the time. And so it's an unfair treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the things, and you and I have been talking about this before we started to record, that one of the things that just really irritates me is that it's just so blatantly unfair. Some of this is just selected information. That, that's correct. But you can select information both ways. Mm-hmm. But can you do it in a way that is balanced uh, and fair and, and it be academically rigorous? Mm-hmm. Now, when you're polemic, when you want to um, just fight – and put up a broad argument without giving weight to the alternative view, then, in fact, it is very unfair and it's not academic. It would not pass master in a university if, if, if it was put up as a paper, an academic paper, because peer reviewing would say, oh, but you have left out all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I want to have a fair treatment of things. And some, some authors today are beginning to debate Dawkins and Hitchens and Harris and others with well-reasoned, well-argued facts. And they're being fair also to the alternative view. So looking at all of history, not just selecting the parts that help their case. That's that's correct. And even some atheist authors are saying the arguments these people are putting forward are not fair Mm -hmm. to the facts. Okay. Well, let's just look at one broad generalization that is commonly 
said is that religion is bad. And a lot of the new atheists will say after 9-11, the suicide attacks on the United States, that this inspired them to be anti-religion and society will be so much better if we just get rid of all religion. Look, look, Pretty I, broad I, generalizations there. Yes, look, look, I can understand that, Eric. Uh, I, I think if I had a particular bent, I'd say, well, what is inspiring these people to fly planes into buildings uh, or to blow themselves up as suicide bombers? What's going on in their head? Mm-hmm. But the trouble is, it's not at the basis of where some people are coming from, and it's not all religions. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the uh, most common thing. I mean, if you said about a particular race that they were all bad or a particular group of people that you're all bad, nobody on a uh, university would give you any credibility because that's a generalization. That's stereotyping. But yet, if you say it about people of faith, somehow that's okay. And to not distinguish between a suicide bomber and somebody who's like a Mother Teresa who is helping orphans, I mean, that's just not intellectually credible. Of course not. And uh, unfortunately, in the way people want to argue, often it's much easier to make a case if you ignore everything that's the alternative Mm -hmm. and only present your case. Now, as parents, our children inevitably are going to be coming up against some of this misinformation. And we need to help them be prepared, especially when they go to university, that you're going to hear a lot of negative stuff, but hold on, there's good news here as far as the Christian faith. There is good news, and and some authors that are are quite readable have begun to put some of this down. And it's academically credible. Academically credible. So Rodney Stark, who has published a lot of his books through Princeton University, Uh, He's a sociologist, but with a a great interest in history. And he's argued in his books very, very well. He hasn't been arguing against Dawkins or or somebody else. He's just been presenting facts about Christianity. Now, he puts in bad facts as well as good facts. Okay. And one of the most common things that you hear, and it just was really irritating, is that religion is the cause of all wars, or, or most wars anyway. That's repeated over and over. We just get rid of religion, there'll be no wars. Uh, did a little research, and the Encyclopedia of Wars by Charles Phillips and Alan Axelrod says that of 1,763 wars, only 123 have been classified to involve a religious conflict. So wow. that's 7%. Now that's... Not good, you know. No, people no. of faith should be loving and harmonious and all that, but seven percent is not the cause of most conflicts in the world. It sure isn't. No. So that's misinformation needs very, to be contradicted with the very, truth. Very definitely. We're talking to Jim Rawson. He is the former director of Scripture Union Queensland, and he worked with them for over twenty-seven years, and currently is involved in ministry to students on several campuses. And we're talking about some of the misinformation that is commonly heard about Christianity. We're trying to set the record straight here so that you can help your children. And we'll have more of this conversation when we return right here on Focus on the Family, Australia. 
The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. You're listening to Focus on the Family Australia, where we're dedicated to helping families thrive. We achieve this through our radio programs, parenting and relationship seminars, and resources. If you'd like to find out how you can partner with us to help more Australians thrive, call us on 1300 300 361. That's 1300 300 361. And welcome back to Focus on the Family Australia, where today we're talking to Jim Rawson. He wrote a paper called Why and How Christianity Changed Humanity. We're going to talk about some of the positive contributions that people of faith have made to humanity. But first, we want to acknowledge that You know, one of the things that we've been saying is unfair about people who have been talking against faith and religion is that they just look at the negative. They go through history or society and they just cherry pick the negative examples. But the problem is when they look for the bad, they find it. That's very correct. They they find it. And it's because people have really created religion rather than following Jesus. And when you create religion, you, you, you set down a whole pile of rules mm-hmm. and regulations, and you've got to follow this systematic way rather than following the way of Jesus. Jesus said, for freedom I have set you free. He said, pray for those that persecute you. Love your enemies. He gave two commands, love God and love your neighbor. So Jesus was very, very interested in us caring for the poor, mm-hmm. uh, the weak, the widow, the orphan, those sorts of people. Mm-hmm. He was very, very outspoken against the religious people of the day, not those who were following God properly, but those who were making all sorts of rules and regulations and forcing people into a politicized type of religion. Yeah, I think uh, one way of kind of understanding what is unhealthy religion is people who put rules over people's hearts, I guess. For example, if you said to your child, come home at 9 o'clock, and if they came home at 9.20 but said, yes, but I rescued a child from a burning fire, well, you should ignore the rule and congratulate your child. But if you're a religious stickler for the rules are more important, you'd say, well, I'm sorry, the rules are you come home at 9 o'clock regardless of what you did, so you're going to be punished. Well, that's going to hurt the heart. That's foolish. It's foolish. But a, a religious person is going to do that. That's right. That's legalism. Yep. Yeah. It's not following the way of Jesus. Exactly. So I think if we go through history and some of the very negative things that have been done in Jesus' name, you know, people who have called themselves Christians, most of them directly contradict Jesus' teaching of love your enemy. Exactly. And love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> they contradict the very things that Jesus was so strong about. And the good news is is that most of the atrocities are like 250, 500 years old. So it's good to see that Christians have come a long way and have learned from their mistakes. They sure have. That's right. And there's been some wonderful, wonderful outcomes from, from people who really understood what Christians should, in fact, be doing. And we, we've seen some recent films on some of those people, like William Wilberforce. Oh, yeah. Uh, an amazing story of how hard he worked to get slavery abolished. I mean, that, that's 
one of the things, I mean, if you're going to look at the historical record about people of faith, you got to look at the whole record. And there you go. There's an example of a wonderful contribution to society, William Wilberforce, helping with the abolishment of slavery. That's right. What else is there in the historical record? People wouldn't know that the Salvation Army, particularly under Catherine Booth, she, she led marches after marches in England to abolish childhood prostitution. And she won the day. But people wouldn't even know that. Mm. But childhood prostitution in the West doesn't exist today because of Catherine Booth and the Salvation Army. Oh, fantastic. So that's part of the historical record. That's right. And uh, Florence Nightingale. Now, we've all heard the name. What what is she famous for? (laughs) Well, she's absolutely famous for systematizing nursing and, and for making nursing into a, a wonderful practice that has that has really saved millions of lives, uh, and and she started by that in the Crimean War, you know, where she saved, you know, probably tens of thousands of lives in that war because she suddenly popularized nursing mm-hmm. and laid down the systematic way, and she was a very very committed Christian, and, and she wrote the first basically the first real handbook on nursing. And for many, many years, all nursing practice followed Florence Nightingale. Okay, another common mischaracterization about people of faith is that they're not compatible with modern science. And of course, as we heard, you have a scientific background. Many people of faith have a science background as well. Well, it's, it's interesting that uh, Rodney Stark, he traces in one of his books how Christianity led to science, because Christianity is really trying to find out about the creator who created it, and, and, and what did he do? So it was really discovering things after God. God did certain things. Let's discover how he did it. Mm-hmm. And so it was the foundation of science. And so people like Francis Bacon in around 1600 and Descartes, they were the founders, the ones that laid the foundation of science. And they were Christians. And most of the early scientists that came up in the West, they were Christians. And they had a very profound Christian faith. A number of them were were actually ministers of religion. Okay, and that continues to this day. Several scientists are people of faith. Francis Collins. Tens of thousands of them. I'm a Christian myself, and I was very committed uh, to Christ, and it never interfered with my understanding of the faith. Well, as Christians, we believe the truth will set you free. Yes. And so if the scientific method can find what is true, that's great. Bring it on. Absolutely bring it on. When I was doing research, you know, I was a research uh, science in the pharmaceutical industry. I would look at the particular diagrams of the chemical molecule and I'd say, is it possible for this chemical reaction to work? If it could work physically, then I believe the only reason that it wouldn't work is because of my lack of scientific expertise or my poor skills, because God has made a systematic, a reliable universe. So if it's, if the chemical reaction should go, then it's only me that's stopping it from going, and so I would try and try and try until eventually it happened. And I won the day because God is reliable, and I knew that his chemicals were reliable and, and the reaction would happen, and it did. 
Now, also talking about some other positive contributions to society, the most successful drug rehabilitation program in the world, Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes, it was just a, it's an amazing organization that has a faith base. It was a very committed Christian that started it. It really has helped millions of people around the world. I work with people on the university campus that are involved in Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's wonderful how the faith base of it, which is the 12th step in mm-hmm, the 12-step mm-hmm. program, and it has been so releasing for so many of them. Oh, and of course, it's branched off to other addictions that people are overcoming through the 12-step program. That's right. So Sexaholics Anonymous, uh, there's also Gamblers Anonymous, yes, there's there's Al-Anon as well. They've got lots of, a very, very wide range. And just thinking about the impact that missionaries have had on different societies, going into cannibalistic societies on islands, and those whole islands, the, the people have become Christians, and it has completely transformed the society. Yes, Fiji was, mm-hmm. was one of those islands. Uh, but, but there's also, like in China, you know, basically Christianity was, uh, was at the bottom of the pendenting foot binding, which just crushed women's feet into these tiny oh, little yeah, feet, yeah, and they couldn't yeah. walk. Or Suti in India, where what is that? when the husband died, the wife was burned alive. That was uh, the custom there. That was the custom there, and it was Christians that stopped that. So some of these customs, which were cruel. Terrible. The Christian missionaries put an end to them. That's right. Exactly. Twins. Often in societies, they kill twins because that was evil. Maybe the spirits were in them. There was two of them. It's really sad that, that Christianity has spoken out against some of these terrible evils that have been in society. And, of course, there's been a recent study showing that the impact where missionaries were has had an increase in democracy and literacy. Do you want to speak to that? Yes, there's a a very, very well-researched paper. Uh, Robert Woodbury from National University of Singapore in the American Political Science Review, he wrote an article called The Missionary Roots of Liberal Democracy. This is a peer-reviewed journal. Mm -hmm. And he has discovered that where conversion-type missionaries went, Christian conversion-type ministries, liberal democracy has thrived, literacy has thrived, and so has education and other social benefits have flown. He has very, very well documented and very well researched. His research is very, very clear and very statistically accurate. Okay, and if somebody wants to look that up, they can just look up Dr. Dr. Robert Woodbury, The Missionary Roots of Liberal Democracy in the American Political Science Review. Okay, so a number of very positive contributions to society by people of faith, in particular the Christian faith, people who have a, a faith in Jesus. Undoubtedly. And so we need to look at the full picture. So if your child is confronting some of this misinformation, it's important that they get the full picture. Exactly. So how can we wrap up our conversation about this today? Well, look, I'd be delighted if anybody would like to read my paper on why and how Christianity changed humanity. Be very delighted for you. You'll find other books that are referenced in it, 
But uh, look, there are so many books now out. I'm sure you could be helped in, in many, many ways. But we'd be delighted to send that to you. And as we said earlier, unfortunately, there have been some negative things done by people of faith or who Correct. were religious, but not necessarily doing what Jesus would like them to do. That's right. But if people are faithful to faith in Jesus, the problem isn't faith in Jesus. The problem is sometimes we're not faithful, and that, that could be you or I. Tomorrow we could do something that contradicts our faith. But if we are faithful, wonderful contributions to society have come. Exactly. Look, Jesus' way, where, where he, he just gave two commands, love God and love your neighbor. It is so simple. Mm-hmm. Love your enemies. The Bible is very clear about what we should do, but people don't want to follow that because they've got all sorts of other agendas. But if we are faithful, God will work through us and empower us to do wonderful things. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Great to be here, Eric. Thank you. Our guest today has been Dr. Jim Rawson. He has been with Scripture Union Queensland for over 27 years, and now he's working with university students with Student Life. And as he said, if you'd like a copy of his paper that he's written, just send us an email at response at families.org.au. That's response at families.org.au. Once again, the name of his paper is Why and How Christianity Changed Humanity. Send us an email and we'll send you his paper. Thanks for joining us for today's Focus on the Family Australia. I really hope it's been encouraging. For more family advice or to listen again online, our website is families.org.au. That's families.org.au. If you'd like to order a copy of today's program, you can give us a call on 1300 300 361. That's 1300 300 361. On behalf of the entire team here at Focus, I'm Brett Ryan, inviting you to join us again next time for another edition of Focus on the Family Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 